Greetings, and thank you for joining me again on another podcast. My name is Marlon Tree Knight. This episode will be entitled Dealing with Anger Part 2. I had more to discuss within the topic of anger and a lot of situations that I deal with personally as well as friends of mine. And I just want to share these with you, hoping it can help you as well as myself, because it shows that we all are human. And by seeing that other people go through similar situations, it can help all of us. So with that being said, we talk about the triggers of anger. We talk about how to avoid these triggers, how to isolate ourselves, how to, you know, just basically stay down, stay in our own lanes. And we try to figure out how we can stay in our own lanes when sometimes it's difficult. Like it's easier said than done because staying in my own lane may be to just, uh, uh, like you driving, you staying in your lane, right? But we're talking about you go to a job, you have your office, you do your work, you do your eight hours or whatever hours, and you go home. You on a team, you don't really deal with this this player here, these individuals here, you go do your job and you keep it going. But sometimes it just becomes difficult because personalities clash. You know, different spirits don't mix. It's like all in water. Sometimes you just can't get away from this person who either always has to talk about everything, brag about what they do, show you what all they have and what they do. And some of them just, it's loud mouths. And, and, and a lot of times with loud mouths, we realize a lot of people are insecure with themselves. So they want you to hear them. They have to have the loudest jokes. They have to speak the loudest. They, they have to try to get everybody involved in a conversation and they want to be the comedy spotlight of the show. That's just them. That's their personalities. And a lot of times it stems from insecurities. But that's them and it's not us. How do we deal with that? Well, it annoys us, but we have to understand that we only can control ourselves. No matter what people do, what people say, their behaviors, that's them. Do we have to be around them? And if so, how long do we have to be around them? Some situations we can't avoid, some we can't avoid. So look at the, the ones that you can't avoid, the situations you can control. Look at the things that you have control over because things that are out of our control, it makes no sense for us to waste our energy trying to uh, change it. That's the problem with many of us now. We try to change these things. I look at the things that I get angry of. I, I can share this story with you. I was in high school and I had this teacher and she was like, end up being my homeroom teacher, but she was a social studies slash, I forgot, it was mainly a historic history teacher. Very cool down to earth, we were cool. And I had a lot of things going on in my young life then, like any other teenager. You know, sometimes our problems just seem to be overwhelming. I know I had some real things going on. Um, so I know I, we had homework and her plan. And yeah, so like I was saying, my homeroom teacher you know, she had this thing where when you come in her classroom, the homework that was due when the bell rang, the homework that was due the night before, or should I say the homework that was assigned the night before, when that bell rings, pass it up front. Well, I don't remember everything, but I know I was doing it, but I don't think I completed it. 
or I was trying to get it done fast, right? So I was trying to get some of the work done. I'm cross, I think this, this work was a little challenging, I believe. So I was cross-referencing my answers with somebody else's answers. And what do you have on this? What do you have? Okay, that's what I have. Okay, let me add this. And the bell rang. So everybody starts passing up their paper. So I'm trying to write in real quick, right? Bell rung, boom. She was like, that's it. So I tried to turn my work in. And she was like, I'm not taking your work. So now I'm like, you're going to take my work. Now I'm talking back, right? She said, I'm not going to take the work. And I'm like, man, I stayed up all night doing this work. And you're going to tell me you're not going to take my work? Now think about it. Yeah, I was up doing my work the night before. And regardless if I was looking at answers, the cross-reference check or whatever, I was wrong because I had to follow the rules. Regardless of what I didn't do that night or I... Oh, I need to add in to add the rest of this answer that I had difficulty finding. I needed to have that in on that time, right? So basically, I'm going to get a zero. The thought of getting a zero pissed me off, made me so angry that I was like talking in class. I was loud and she just told me to get out. So I was hearing that all my life, you know, people telling me to get out, get out of the house. You know, you want to be grown, get out. You know, I go to a family member's house, get out. And so when you start hearing people tell you to always get out, that's a that's another subject matter, but it's like, you're so programming in your mind, it's a trigger. Like, man, everybody want to put me out, I don't care. So I grab my bags, I grab my stuff. Class is always quiet when the teacher tell me to get out. That wasn't my first trip and it wasn't my last trip of being put out of class. But um, I walked out to class and I looked back at her. I look back at the class and instantly I just balled up my fist and I caught back and it was lockers right outside the classroom and I punched the locker as hard as I could. Boom, it sounded off. And everybody just looked at me. And I don't know if I said anything else, but I was just mad, I was furious. And I looked at her, I looked at the class and I walked off. And as I walked down the hallway, there was this one teacher, I never forget her. She was an English teacher. She uh, she was a hall monitor at that time because back then, you know, a lot of people used to skip class. So they would have teachers on who were on, who didn't have a class that particular period. They would be the ones assigned to hall monitors, like to keep the halls clear, that people didn't have passes and things like that. You know, they'd check them. And she said, what's wrong with you? And you can hurt yourself. And all I know is she put me out. I had to go to the office or something like that. But all I know is that lady was right. I'm walking down the hall. And as I'm walking on, after I walked through the hall, it was a, a walk, uh, like a ramp or whatnot. I forgot how to walkway. And all of a sudden, I felt my hand just dropping, like boom, 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 boom. And when I looked at my hand, my, from my pinky, all the way up, man, my hand began to swell up. My hand swelled up so fast and was hurting so bad that I was like, man, this isn't, I was in pain. But instantly, the more I thought about it, I was like, dang, I'm dumb as hell. You know, I might not have taken that from anybody else to tell me that, but when I thought about it to myself, it made me feel small. Why did I get that angry to the point I hurt myself? I not only hurt myself, 
by being flipped at the mouth to my teacher. I was physically upset with myself for allowing myself to hurt myself by punching a locker. This locker wasn't going anywhere. At this time, I also was playing basketball. Um, so, you know, for, it was like one of the city teams or whatnot. And <laughs> I couldn't touch, I couldn't do anything with the ball. So when everybody kept asking me what was wrong, because I had to wrap my hand up and, and I'm wrapped my hand up, I'm walking around and it's like, now I'm on display. Man, what's wrong with your hand, man? What's wrong with your hand, man? Tree, what's wrong with your hand? And it's like, I had to, I don't even know what I told him. Because punching a locker sounds so stupid because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was upset with myself. So what I'm saying to you is this. Sometimes we get angry for things that are our fault. And then we end up hurting ourselves more for things that we caused on ourselves. In this case, it was physically. And, and I'm telling you, my hand was swollen like that for a while. It was some weeks. So it hurt me more because I love playing basketball and I couldn't play. It hurt me so much because I got put out of class for that particular situation. I'm sure we talked after that. But, dude, I, I, I really made myself look foolish. Because even though I stayed up doing my work, I didn't even give the teacher a chance. I didn't give her a, a chance to put like this. I didn't have a chance to explain my situation later. And even if I did explain it, I don't know if she would accept it or not, but I did my work. And see, that's the thing. I did my work, but that particular instance, something happened and I didn't complete it or whatever the case was. I should have just sent what I had in and get my credit versus getting a zero, right? So that was one thing, and, and I felt it. I felt the embarrassment. Many times our anger will have us feeling embarrassment. You know, we once we calm down, like I said before, once we calm down, we think about it, and we realize it's not even worth it. Some of the situations we get into and allow our anger to take over, they're not even worth it. Like, are you serious right now? Because that whole conversation, that whole situation could have been dealt with in a totally different way. But see, we overreact sometimes because we jump to conclusions because we feel tried. We feel disrespected. We feel like you're demeaning us. We feel like people are trying to take advantage of us. And, and, and our way of thinking sometimes is so twisted to the point that it makes us look foolish in the long run. That's one of those situations. The whole road rage thing. People have lost their lives behind road rage. You think about it. You're in traffic. You're driving a car. Somebody's driving in this lane. <laughs> Listen to this now. Driving on, let's say you're driving on the interstate. You're trying to get to your exit. You're driving this car, driving slow in your lane. This happened the other day when I was going to work. You're driving on the interstate, cars in front of you. You're trying to get around. People driving slow. You already irritated because number one, what? You're running late. Now, whose fault is that that you're running late? It's, it's, it's my fault, right? It's your fault. It's our fault. But we don't look at it like that because we can say, 
for whatever reason, I overslept. That's still our fault. Our children are running late. Whose fault is that? Those are our children, right? So even though they're children, we have to plan accordingly. Well, they should be they should be mature enough to get up. Whatever the case is, it's out. It's on us, right? So we're running late because our our clock didn't go off. We're running late because our children not ready. We're running late because we didn't put the clothes in the dryer. We didn't press the button on the dryer. We fell asleep. We overslept. We need to wash. We need to shave. We need to do whatever the case may have been. We didn't put gas in the car. We got to get gas. We can think of hundreds of reasons of why we run late, but we're running late. You're driving in this lane, you're driving fast, you're trying to get to work, you're finally trying to get around this car and you speed up to get past him and then time you pass him, the police stops you. Now, you're upset because number one, the car that was driving slow ended up passing you and they look you out of eye. You're mad. You're mad at them. Now you're mad at your children, blaming them because it's their fault. You're blaming everything. That long clock didn't ring. But we have to take account. We have to accept accountability for our actions, man. It's, it's, it's simple and plain. Things happen, but we got to think about it. Was it worth it? Now you got a ticket. In some cases, people have even lost their lives. They have gotten in accidents by rushing. They run into the back of people, you know, or just things happen. They've been written up on the job because they're always late. Why? Because things happen. Now you're mad at your boss. Now you're mad at everything else because we think people should understand. And it's not that some people don't understand not being double-minded, but a lot of the stuff we cause on ourselves. We cause the stress and anger on ourselves. So what we need to do in that case, we need to prepare better. We need to plan better. We need to get the proper rest. We need to make sure our clothes are lined up. It doesn't matter if you have one outfit. Guess what? If you have to take off your outfit, if it's not real dirty, and you have to iron it again and hang it up, do what you have to do to get through your situation. All I'm saying to you is you have to plan accordingly to keep down to minimize the stress. Because when you rush, it causes stress, which causes the anger, which causes the rage, which causes you to get out of control, and that causes you to lose everything you work for by one simple situation. Another situation. You're trying to go in the store, run in the store real quick. You know, you're rushing. The register's only one register open. The line is long. You're trying to hurry up and get whatever you're trying to get. And you get up to the register, they shut down. The person, uh, they change their shift or whatever. You cursing them out. You upset with them. Whose fault is it? All I'm saying and we have to look at it, and I'm guilty of this myself. So what I'm telling you is not something someone told me. I'm telling you, I'm talking to myself as well, because this is how we find ourselves in situations where we can't change, change, you know, take it back. It's many times I have dealt with people, man, and they've probably been some of the nicest people, but I'm so irate that I take what they're saying. And, I, and I'm going back and forth with them and I got to go back and apologize because I'm convicted by it because I know what I said was wrong or I know how I conducted myself was wrong. But many of us, our pride is too too high to even say, I, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry for what I said to you or did to you. So you have it where sometimes our anger can cause us physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, 
Sometimes our anger can cause us financial pain, meaning it hits our pockets. It takes away money from us that we say we don't have us money. We know when we get paid, we're not gonna have that luxury time or, or extra money to spend on what we want. And sometimes that, that really slows us down. Because when you ask anybody who's been to jail over a, a situation that involves some kind of violence or, or anger, and they send you to anger management class, and you gotta pay for these anger management classes, and you gotta go to these different sessions, you think about it twice before you do it again because you realize how it made you feel. You think about the position you place yourself in because of that. Another situation, I got another friend, been married for quite some time, you know, um, this particular situation, this young lady, her husband and her are like night and day. Or I can say the seasons, you know, just opposite seasons. And it's like, you know, he basically, and this is, I got male and female friends, right? Similar. I'm just going to say this because it's similar. And their spouses don't help them out. And what I mean by that is they're always doing everything. And when you're doing everything, like, for example, uh, they plan uh, get the kids clothes together. They cook the food. They make sure everything is done. And then when they get home, the house is like a wreck because the other party, the husband or the wife, didn't do their part. They come home. The wife is either lying up in the bed watching uh, reality television shows while the husband is sitting here on the phone playing the game or watching sports. Either way, the kitchen is a mess. The children haven't eaten. The children haven't done their homework. Guess what? They come home, they go off. They snapping, they cursing, they yelling, they fussing. And for the next few hours in the home after a long day of work, they're arguing and they're fussing and they're angry. And guess what? They get into it. And sometimes these situations escalate to where domestic violence gets in the way and now you have a party get going getting arrested or it depends on the officer they have to leave the home which throws them off so you look at situations where if you're married and you're that person who's home and you're not helping or contributing to your household you need to reevaluate yourself and you need to do more if you're that person that's coming home and you're doing everything and that person not helping you you need to reevaluate tonight. And you both need to come to a conclusion or a situation, sit down and figure out, hey, how can we minimize this? Because a lot of anger comes from this. People have actually gone to blows, I mean, fighting toe to toe because of situations of poor communication. You look at anger, you look at siblings in, in the homes, like even though we get grown and you got your siblings and, and, and you got your favorite child and whatever they say favorite child or you have the the child that you know wants to sit around all day smoke drink party you know do their thing and then you have that one who goes to work sits back does everything different guess what they're going to clash they're going to clash because at times they're just different personalities. They may come from the same mom, same dad, maybe opposite, whatever the case may be, but they're just different individuals. And when you deal with that your entire life, you see that you just know them because it's like they're always complaining about everything. They're complaining about the system. They're complaining about 
politics. They're complaining about their life and how hard and difficult their lives are. And you're like, please stop whining and complaining, man. This is the same thing every day. And I've seen this from male and female. This is what we see. So, so what do we do? We follow up with them every single time. We argue with them every single time. We, we avoid coming around our parents' house because we don't want to face our siblings who are sitting there who may be older than us, younger than us, but they're still adults, and we're just going to keep facing it. What are we going to do? And so I give you these situations to show you that all of us are not that different. We all face real-life issues. We all, no matter our economic status, man, we face it. Man, I have I have some friends that, I mean, they're wealthy, and you would think that they have no, they don't have any problems, but their problems are some of them are so spoiled that they expect everything to be handed to them. So their their issues may be addiction. You know what I'm saying? They have addiction in their family off pills, off off drugs, off off you know spending money, gambling. It may be different things. But when you when you look at everything about it, y'all, we all have so much in common. Rather, it's friends that I have on the other side of this country, on the other side of this world. All of us have issues. You know, our cultures may be a little different. The way we are brought up may be a little different. How society shapes us may be different. But one thing we all can talk about is dealing with our anger. And sometimes how we allow anger to get the best of us. In my field, many of the young people I work with, when, when I was at the court, juvenile court, you know, working with the youth, when they came in, I my gifts, and I'm humbly when I say this, my gift allowed me to speak with these youth and they open up to me and they'll tell me basically anything because they trusted me. And so I look at it, a lot of them, were good kids, but when they got inside the system, they had to be monsters because now you're in there with other monsters. And when I say other monsters, I'm meaning you're going to deal with people that are, that's aggressive. And it's easier for me on the outside to say, you know, just be cool, stay in your lane, do your time. It's easier said than done because when you're inside, if you don't become the predator, you're going to become the prey. And that's a different, that's a different world all in its own. And a lot of people, when they got in those environments, they have been the prey. And, and when they came back out, they had that grudge. And, and a lot of times you wonder why people are so aggressive is because they've been taken advantage of so much. And now that's what happens to them. And that's why they carry on in the manner they do. But when you face things like when I talked about it before, facing racism, facing hate, facing jealousy, Facing envy. Envy is so treacherous because when you deal with envious people, man, envious people, they're not only jealous, they're really just trying to destroy what you have. They go above and beyond to stop what you have. It's like having a job offer and the people are looking for you and they go to your friend and your friend say something like, or your associates or co-workers say, oh, you don't want to deal with them because they have A, B, C, and D. And they're like, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, if I was you, I wouldn't do it. You know, that's why it's a lot of death. Because that stress or that those feelings and that anger gets to that rage and people just, they, they snap. And so 
we have to be able to think about our anger. We can't allow it to build up. I mean, you have to think about it. If you don't have tools to use to calm yourself down, find a book that tells you how to deal with anger. Look it up on the internet if you have access to the internet. There are so many programs, so many brochures, so many different places you can get it from of how to deal with anger. Television shows are promoting anger and violence. But they don't tell you that they edit a lot of these programs. And when they edit them, you don't see a lot of things that come up to it. They just put that part in that's going to boost the ratings. You don't want to be that person every time you turn around, you're always uptight because you got you have so much built up inside of you. You're going home from your long day of work and you're getting into it with your husband or you're getting into it with your wife. You're getting into it with your children. You're getting into it with your siblings. You're getting into it with your coworkers and your supervisors and the bosses and your neighbors. You're walking around like a ticking time bomb. That's what happens to a lot of these people. When you think about it and you see these videos on the internet and you see these videos when people, you know, uh, get upset and then they snap and then they get the gun and they shoot people. A lot of times it builds up over time. How did it get to this point? Because a lot of times we think about it. We treat people like they're nothing. We don't even respect one another anymore. Start with yourself today. I'm not, it's not going to change overnight. Some cultures, some people just are rude. But you don't have to be rude because everybody else is rude. You don't have to be like everybody else. We don't have to go around with our faces frowned because people want to act serious, act tough. We don't have to be like everybody else. Because it's so easy to be like everybody else. When you act like everybody else, you think you, you can be accepted. But then even the people that are in the packs end up falling out. So you have to stand out. You walk around angry. You're walking around with a frown on your face. After time, you start looking older because you got wrinkles in your forehead. You got wrinkles in your jawbone, wrinkles in your face. You know what I'm saying? You got all these wrinkles because you frowned up all the time. You, you miss your blessings and opportunities because people don't even want to approach you because you're always looking angry. How many times have you walked up to a person and said, why are you always angry? Oh, I'm a good person. You get to know me. How? Am I gonna go? How am I gonna get past this frown? Like a, looking like a mean animal. Who wants to approach somebody like that? I know I don't. You want me to say, hey, how you doing? Good morning, or whatever in your culture. How do you greet people? Hola. Who wants to say anything to you? You have to look at yourself. If, if you don't want people approaching you because you feel like you saying I'm not a friendly person, hey, that's you. Because I don't know your culture. I don't know your environment. So I'm not going to act like everything is a blanket statement. However, some of these points are going to resonate within your spirit. And you're going to understand that a lot of time, which the energy you put out is what you get back. So you have to look at that. But those examples I gave you from people's lives that I know, and that's just a few. Man, listen, man. You rushing, believe me, anger's gonna come because you're gonna drive through one of those small towns or strong small cities, and many of you do know because we have them in every state or every country. 
There's going to be some police officer who has a chip on his shoulder because his or her wife um, or her, his or her husband or whatever the case may be pissed them off early this morning. They're rushing out of the home. They didn't get a chance to do whatever clocked in. The person didn't do the paperwork before that, and they take it out on everybody else. It's the same with teachers. It's the same with anybody in any field, anybody. There are times when my children didn't have things prepared. The school bus is outside. I, I hear the bus because I hear the sound. Now I'm rushing. Put your shoes on. Put your jacket on. Put your on running, running. And because of my attitude not being nasty, the bus driver would wait on me knowing I was coming and even went the opposite route to pull up in front of my home to get my children. Things like that is because of my attitude. It's because of how I carried myself. And even though I was frustrated and even though I was angry, I had to deal with my anger a different way. And sometimes, guess what? We might get full to the point we might break down and cry. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know sometimes, even if you don't cry, because you man, I don't cry, I'm too tough to cry. Man, get a punching bag. You know, shadow box. Like I said before, you have to find something. We have to find something to channel that because guess what? Sometimes we can't come back from it. Sometimes our anger will get us to a point we go too far, we can't even turn back. If I could do a survey of the people who their anger have their anger has gotten the best of them to the point they have done things that they wish they could change but turn the hands of time, man, it would be it would be endless numbers. But right now, many of us have a chance to make things better. Even if it was too late for some, they have the opportunity to help someone else by sharing their stories, by, by sharing their testimonies, by telling people what they did to better themselves. That's how we make a better world. That's how we make a better life for our families and ourselves. We pass on the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we've learned in life from the mistakes we made. Or not just from the mistakes, from things we did that were good, they can enhance them. But sometimes we get so selfish because we don't want people to do better than us because at that particular time, we didn't take advantage of it. Well, we didn't know. It's not, we, we can't know everything. But we can know how to deal with anger. We can know how to deal with our emotions. Because if we don't put our emotions in check, our anger in check, we're in for rude awakenings. So think about that. And think about the situation that I may not have talked about or the ones that I have talked about that you know someone has gone through it. Because if you're not planning your day accordingly, you're going to find yourself being angry. You're going to find yourself being frustrated. You're going to find it that every little thing somebody does is going to get under your skin and you're going to be angry. And all it takes is for that person who's going through their situation and you going through your situation to clash. And the way society is now, man, people are quick to pull out weapons. Because if you're rushing and you say, well, damn, man, you need to slow down. Well, you need to slow down. Well, you need to watch what you're going. You need to, what? What's up? What's up? That's it. And then when they get caught up and they say, if they're still alive, whoever hurts who or whatever the case may be, they're going to say, what happened? I don't know, man. All I said was done was, why are you looking at me? You know, it sounds dumb when you try to say what happened when you really don't know because the adrenaline is pumping so much and we're not even listening to one another. So 
I leave you with this. And I really hope that this helps you. It helps you to take a moment before you rush and jump to conclusions. Before you go off the deep end, take your time. Sometimes it's not good to rush to everything. Sometimes it's not good to explode on everything, even though it built up over time. You have to evaluate the situation. You have to look at it and say, hey, that's that person's personality, especially if you already talked to them. You have to look at yourself. Because once it starts getting into our health and our pressure starts to rise because we're stressing ourselves about someone else, then it really has crossed into that lane. And now we're starting to hurt ourselves. So think about it. Find a book, find podcasts like this, find different avenues or outlets that can help you. Whoever you listen to, whatever you find, if it's spiritual, if it's motivational, if it's encouraging, if it's something that helps you look at yourself and tap into your inner man or inner woman and inner peace, then I encourage you to go out and get it. Because not only can that help you be a better person, it can also save your life. Thank you again. I appreciate you all taking the time to sit down and join me for another episode, another podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you again.